Acts chapter 9 The Conversion of Saul In the meantime, Saul kept up his violent threats of murder against the followers of the Lord. He went to the high priest and asked for letters of introduction to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he should find there any followers of the way of the Lord, he would be able to arrest them, both men and women, and bring them back to Jerusalem. As Saul was coming near the city of Damascus, suddenly a light from the sky flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? He asked. I am Jesus whom you persecute, the voice said. But get up and go into the city where you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with Saul had stopped, not saying a word. They heard a voice but could not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground and opened his eyes, but could not see a thing. So they took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. For three days he was not able to see, and during that time he did not eat or drink anything. There was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. He had a vision in which the Lord said to him, Ananias, here I am, Lord, he answered. The Lord said to him, Get ready and go to Straight Street, and at the house of Judas, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him, so that he might see again. Ananias answered, Lord, many people have told me about this man, and about all the terrible things he has done to your people in Jerusalem. And he has come to Damascus with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who worship you. The Lord said to him, Go, because I have chosen him to serve me, to make my name known to Gentiles and kings and to the people of Israel. And I myself will show him all that he must suffer for my sake. So Ananias went, entered the house where Saul was, and placed his hands on him. Brother Saul, he said, the Lord has sent me. Jesus himself, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. He sent me so that you might see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. At once, something like fish scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he was able to see again. He stood up and was baptized, and after he had eaten, his strength came back. Saul preaches in Damascus. Saul stayed for a few days with the believers in Damascus. He went straight to the synagogues and began to preach that Jesus was the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and asked, Isn't he the one who in Jerusalem was killing those who worshipped that man Jesus? And did he come here for the very purpose of arresting those people and taking them back to the chief priests? But Saul's preaching became even more powerful, and his proofs that Jesus was the Messiah were so convincing that the Jews who lived in Damascus could not answer him. After many days had gone by, the Jews met together and made plans to kill Saul, but he was told of their plan. Day and night, they watched the city gates in order to kill him. But one night, Saul's followers took him and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. Saul in Jerusalem Saul went to Jerusalem and tried to join the disciples. 
but they would not believe that he was a disciple, and they were all afraid of him. Then Barnabas came to his help and took him to the apostles. He explained to them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road and that the Lord had spoken to him. He also told how boldly Saul had preached in the name of Jesus in Damascus. And so Saul stayed with them and went all over Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He also talked and disputed with the Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers found out about this, they took Saul to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus. And so it was the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had a time of peace. Through the help of the Holy Spirit, it was strengthened and grew in numbers as it lived in reverence for the Lord. Peter and Lida and Joppa. Peter traveled everywhere, and on one occasion, he went to visit God's people who lived in Lida. There, he met a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had not been able to get out of bed for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ makes you well. Get up and make your bed. At once, Aeneas got up. All the people living in Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a woman named Tabitha, who was a believer. Her name in Greek is Dorcas, meaning a deer. She spent all her time doing good and helping the poor. At the time, she got sick and died. Her body was washed and laid in a room upstairs. Joppa was not very far from Lydda. And when the believers in Joppa heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him with a message. Please hurry and come to us. So Peter got ready and went with them. When he arrived, he was taken to the room upstairs where all the widows crowded around him, crying and showing him all the shirts and coats that Dorcas had made while she was alive. Peter put them all out of the room and knelt down and prayed. Then he turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Peter reached over and helped her get up. Then he called all the believers, including the widows, and presented her alive to them. The news about this spread all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed on in Joppa for many days with a tanner of leather named Simon. Prayer from the Book of Psalms, Chapter 10 A Prayer for Justice Why are you so far away, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself when we are in trouble? The wicked are proud and persecute the poor, catch them in the traps they have made. The wicked are proud of their evil desires, the greedy curse and reject the Lord. The wicked do not care about the Lord, in their pride they think that God does not matter. The wicked succeed in everything, they cannot understand God's judgments, they sneer at their enemies, they say to themselves, we will never fail, we will never be in trouble. Their speech is filled with curses, lies, and threats. They are quick to speak hateful, evil words. They hide themselves in the villages, waiting to murder innocent people. They spy on their helpless victims. They wait in their hiding place like lions. They lie in wait for the poor. They catch them in their traps and drag them away. The helpless victims lie crushed. Brute strength has defeated them. The wicked say to themselves, God doesn't care. 
He has closed his eyes and will never see me. O Lord, punish those wicked people. Remember those who are suffering. How can the wicked despise God and say to themselves, He will not punish me? But you do see, you take notice of trouble and suffering and are always ready to help. The helpless commit themselves to you. You have always helped the needy. Break the power of wicked and evil people. Punish them for the wrong they have done until they do it no more. The Lord is king forever and ever. Those who worship other gods will vanish from his land. You will listen, O Lord, to the prayers of the lowly. You will give them courage. You will hear the cries of the oppressed and the orphans. You will judge in their favor so that mortal men may cause terror no more.